plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily podcast on the Arizona Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Lockdown Cardinals. I'm your host and all-around Arizona sports expert, Gavin Schull. Since moving to the Valley three years ago for college, I've covered the Phoenix Suns in addition to just about every Arizona State team imaginable. But I dropped it all to bring you the best and brightest on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, welcome in uh, late night Monday edition of the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. And uh, last week we talked about starting to go through free agency now that we are back on the air, and I, I kind of wanted to do that with just a brief overview of who the Cardinals lost and who the Cardinals got, so I'm going to divide it up into uh, two podcasts, uh, and uh, today we're going to talk about the guys who left the team and uh, what impact they make at uh, each spot. But before we get into that, I, I want to uh, just make sure you guys uh, check out Friday's episode we had on uh, Locked on Fantasies, Vinny Iyer. It was a really fun conversation. We went through kind of each position on the Cardinals offense, talked about the fantasy upside there, obviously with a heavy focus on David Johnson since he was, you know, one of the top uh, three or four guys in fantasy regardless of position last year. Uh, we talked about if the receivers can replicate their production uh, from last season and who kind of steps up in some of those slots and whether Carson Palmer can be considered in a, a starting fantasy quarterback anymore. Uh, spoiler alert, I said no. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, guys, the Cardinals lost this offseason. Uh, biggest name, uh, honorable mention, Tony Jefferson, who we'll uh, talk about next, but it has to be uh, Calais Campbell. The entirety of his uh, eight, nine-year career has been with the Arizona Cardinals up to this point, uh, but he signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars a four-year, $60 million contract, $30 million guaranteed. And I thought this was a pretty fascinating decision by the Cardinals to let him go. I think um, clearly the biggest motivation was just the sheer amount of money that the Jaguars were willing to offer him. And I, I don't think the Cardinals, uh, given the fact that they uh, they threw $82.5 million at Chandler Jones, had the money to invest uh, another $60 million in Campbell. And then and that's not even getting to uh, you're, you're going to have to extend uh, in two seasons. So that's just a lot of money to put into your defensive line, even if it was one of the two or three best defensive lines in all football. But that's not to say it doesn't hurt. You don't really have anyone who can replicate that skill set on the defensive line. If they had hypo- hypothetically lost uh, Chandler Jones, and again, I get, I get why you want to invest in him. He's uh, four years younger than Campbell is, but you, you still have Marcus Golden in that hypothetical. There, there's no one There's no one like Campbell on the Cardinals' defense. I, I'm looking at uh, our lads' uh, uh, preview of the Cardinals' depth chart for next season right now. And the guys they have in those uh, – in those defensive tackle spots, and remember, uh, part of what made Campbell so valuable is that he can play the three and the five technique, and the Cardinals would really use that versatility to uh, flat out blow teams up at points on the defensive line. And, and they have a uh, Corey Peters who got got some time starting last year, and uh, Rodney Gunter, who was not extremely productive, had uh, 15 tackles and just uh, one and a half sacks in his second season in the league, a fourth round pick 
out of Delaware State, so you don't necessarily know if the pedigree's there. But that guy, of course, I mean, the, the option is always there to take someone in April's draft. Not that this is a, considered a particularly deep draft, on the at least on the interior of the defensive line. There, there's just no one that the Cardinals could take with their first-round pick that uh, would really make sense on the interior of the defensive line. So to some degree, they're stuck where they are. I'm sure they'll add someone and someone maybe that they're uh, they're passionate about, but uh, they they are I I just unless both Jones and Golden take another step forward, which is a, a little bit hard to imagine. I guess it's plausible. I I, I don't know how the defensive line uh, maintains that uh, level of play. So uh, that that is a incredibly uh, significant loss for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, before we move on, I, I kind of want to talk about that uh, that piece uh, Calais Campbell penned for the Players Tribune. Which which I thought was I thought was pretty special. He's kind of he was talking about how his his voice, which if anyone's heard it, is is pretty in, incredible, pretty distinctive. The way he describes it is a combination of a Shaq and Cookie Monster, which I think is pretty funny and pretty pretty accurate simultaneously. But um, he, he's he's saying like his his voice wasn't always like that, and his his mentality over years and years and years was to yell from the moment he woke up to the moment he went to sleep on game day and uh and, and over time that actually permanently altered his voice and he's saying he's, he's beyond all right with that he's actually he's actually kind of proud with it because it just it tells you how much he's loved the cardinals and uh how how passionate he is about the game of football and and even even beyond that he he ends the piece uh talking about a radio show a weekly radio show he recorded at uh marley's it was called the uh, big red rage he recorded weekly and he and he just met the same fans there year after year after year, and eventually started forming relationships with these fans. He started going up to them at games and saying hi. He watched a, a, a little girl who was at least a little girl when he first started this girl, Elena, uh, grow up and uh, and really got to know her. And I just thought, I I just thought it was it was special. This is a guy you know with 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 big time players. You always talk about well, what kind of impact do they make on the community? Do they really invest themselves? Are they are they heading to LA the second the season ends? What 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 are they doing? And Campbell was a guy who really lived that mantra to the fullest, and he's he's a true cardinal. His first season was was the Super Bowl year, and he he talks about that in this article, and how he four of his career uh, sixteen special teams uh, tackles, which it's hard to even imagine that guy playing special teams now. Where we're in that rookie season, and he was just he's just excited to contribute any single way he can. So that's a guy who has a real history with his team. Is is a true cardinal, and uh, we we all know uh, Carlos Dansby coming back for a third time round. I'm wondering if after this contract, maybe maybe he finishes his uh, career in Glendale. So uh, pretty cool for Clayus Campbell. You wish him the best. Uh, happy for him that he got that big contract. All right, another big loss. Uh, Tony Jefferson, a guy who uh, undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma, who was uh, slowly turning into um, one of the best safeties in football, and a guy who's probably not leaving on quite as good terms as uh, Campbell is. He, he he talked about how he thought the Cardinals' initial offer was uh, he the way he termed it was uh, disrespectful, and uh, I believe it was uh, three years, twelve million, six million guaranteed. Uh, the Cardinals eventually just about doubled that, uh, making a final offer four years, twenty four million. They said um, to to show Tony Jefferson he was serious. He said at that point he had already moved on, was not considering the Cardinals. And uh, at least from a financial standpoint, that was a good decision because he eventually signed with the Baltimore Ravens four years, $34 million. So um, 
uh, based on that final offer, an extra $10 million, uh, $2.5 million a year for uh, Tony Jefferson to sign with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And um, I, I don't know. I know they, they signed um, Antonio uh, Bethay to replace him, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you replace Jefferson's production. He, he truly is one of the best uh, – and then I, I I knew this when he was coming out of college, but I was I was so shocked he wasn't drafted. Uh, he's some of the best instincts of any safety uh, I think uh, currently playing in the NFL, and that makes him incredibly good against the run. And he, he's really strong ball skills. And, and the whole question for him was, well, is he is he fast enough to keep up in coverage? Does he have the lateral quickness? And uh, over time, because he was a part time player his first couple of years, he he's really developed that. And, and now that's an area where he's really, really strong. And, and anyone who played fantasy football knew it. You didn't start your, your tight end against the Arizona Cardinals last season. And uh, Tony Jefferson was a big reason why he was really good at taking that away. was flexible enough to uh, match up on slot receivers if the uh, matchup necessitated it. So Baltimore got a really good one. But again, for the Cardinals, it was just a situation where the money wasn't really there. And that, that's kind of frustrating when you're coming off a year when you, when you don't make the playoffs. Like uh, normally the upside for that is, is, all right, well, at least – we're probably uh, we probably don't have enough talent that uh, money's going to be an issue in keeping our top guys. But the thing is, they were so talented, particularly on that defensive side of the football. And just uh, man to man to man, were was about as good as anyone in the NFL on that side of the ball. It, it's it's uh, it's incredibly frustrating, I'm sure, to uh, to lose these guys. All right, uh, next up, Marcus Cooper, assigned with the Chicago Bears, three years. Uh, $16 million. Um, I'm getting this list off of Arizona Sports. Uh, shout out to them for putting it together. Uh, uh, their comment on Cooper was uh, that he's better than people think. No proven options after him. While I agree with the latter part of that statement, I disagree with the uh, former. I think he was exactly as good as most people thought. And that was a guy who could occasionally make plays, had a lot of balls sent his way because he's playing across Patrick Peterson, which is an inevitability at that spot. But it is definitely an area I thought the Cardinals can upgrade, and I thought at different points last year he was he was the weak spot of the defense. You can you can go to the linebackers, but for the most part they were they were average, but they they did their job. And a corner really a more important position in the modern NFL unless you have an elite guy at that linebacker spot. And uh, Cooper Cooper really defined uh, why you need that second guy there, particularly opposite a shutdown cover man because. He'd, he'd make some plays, but he, he gave up some plays that, uh, and I particularly go back to that first Rams game where he gave up that, like, what was it, like a 65-yard uh, catch and run down the sideline, and, and that really, that cost him a game, and, and he had other he had other moments where when, when the Cardinals defense was falling apart, a lot of it was on him. I know he had some good moments. I know he had a tall task on his hands, but, uh, yeah, he simply uh, wasn't good enough. I think they can upgrade there, whether through the draft or you want to hope uh, Brandon Williams gets it together in his second year. That is an area... A clear, a pretty clear area that the Cardinals can uh, upgrade. Next up, uh, DJ Swearinger signing a uh, Swearinger, I guess, uh, signing a three-year, thirteen and a half million dollar deal with the uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, he was a guy who I, I know he didn't come in with a ton of hype when the Cardinals got him initially, but uh, he he really impressed me. Hard hitter, uh, made some good plays on the ball, really fun to watch, and and a, and a defense that kind of just uh, freed him up to, to go out and uh, blow people up. He, he was pretty awesome. So uh, he's a guy that I, I'm going to miss from an aesthetic point of view. I, I think I think you can replace his production to some degree, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's that obvious guy there. Because remember, the Cardinals weren't very good at linebacker, but you gotta you have to have guys to come in and replace uh, those that they're uh, 
missing and they have guys like um again we'll get into this more on the next podcast but they ha- they have guys like uh Jarvis Jones and Carlos Dansby coming in but that's uh the bust then a dude who's uh who's a little bit past his prime so I I, I don't know I, I don't know I don't know what they're thinking there uh Earl Watford two years six million dollar deal also with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars he was a uh, solid backup on the Cardinals but again that's one of the one of the worst offensive lines in football I have uh, no no problem breaking that up a little bit. Darren Fells signed a one-year, $1.5 million contract with the uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, that is, uh, I don't know, that one, I, I don't really mind that that much. I know, I know they liked his, people inside the Cardinals liked his potential to some degree, but he never overly uh, did it for me. And they re-signed uh, Jermaine Gresham for four years, so they clearly... Saw him as a long-term option, though. I, I have my questions about that. Again, we'll get into that next time around, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't really care that Darren Phillips is on the Detroit Lions. Uh, Chan, uh, Alex Okafor. That one hurts a little bit. He signed a one-year, $3 million deal with the Saints. I kind of liked his uh, pass-rushing upside, a guy very highly regarded coming out of high school, very highly regarded coming out of the University of Texas. But, uh, again, as a guy who mostly played on the edge, I don't really know... If there's a spot for him, you're investing all this money in Chandler Jones, you're investing all this money in Marcus Golden, one of those two guys gets hurt, I think your season's done anyway, so why put a ton of money into a backup there? There are better ways to uh, allocate your resources. Kevin Minter started uh, every game over the last two seasons. He signed a $4.5 million deal, a one-year prove-it deal with the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, uh, kind of like Swearinger, though I've, I've less of a personal attachment to him. The guy's really frustrating at times. Um, occasionally in the right spot, made some good plays, but uh, overall just a solid, decent linebacker who I think is uh, very, very replaceable. Uh, the question for the Arizona Cardinals is uh, who is going to be that man to replace him. I, I guess it's going to be some kind of combination of uh, Carlos Dansby and uh, Dion Buchanan uh, sticking around for another go-around. So uh, we'll see how sustainable that is. I'd be surprised, if not shocked, if the Cardinals uh, – uh, don't go for a linebacker in the first uh, two, three rounds. Uh, best case scenario for them, uh, Reuben Foster's incident at the uh, at the combine allows him to uh, fall back a little bit, and the Cardinals snap him up because he is the dream pick for them in round number one. Final guy leaving, uh, Chandler Catanzaro, fittingly to the New York Jets. Um, nice, nice guy by all counts, but. Uh, I think uh, I think most Cardinals fans are saying good riddance after the number of games he cost them this season. All right, so that is it for this episode of Locked on Cardinals. Uh, you can follow me for more of my work at Gavin Shaw uh, throughout the Locked on uh, Podcast Network. I highly recommend our uh, our commander-in-chief, uh, David Locks, uh, sit down with uh, NBA draft expert Chad Ford. That is really interesting. I always love hearing people talk about the draft, and not too many do it and uh, Chad Ford. So I highly encourage you to check that one out and all the podcasts across the Locked On NFL Network. Uh, you have a favorite team. Presumably it's the Cardinals. You have a second favorite team. Uh, there is a podcast for them. So check that out on the Locked On Podcast Network. We will be back tomorrow with another pod. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Time. 
Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.